Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Chris Talks Music. This time around I'm speaking to the delightful De Furiosus. Well, that's translated loosely as Too Furious. They recently performed in Sheffield, um, which was last night, um, headlining a gig alongside War on Women. Hopefully you managed to catch their show. No doubt it was a delightful, politically charged celebration of being women and raising and highlighting various issues around being a woman in 2022, which is weird when you think that we are in such an advanced state in human civilization, yet we're still talking about these kinds of things that are happening, the wrongs, the crimes, the horrific happenings that take place against women. They have just announced that they will be releasing their next studio album, Songs from the Same Planet... Oh, sorry, Songs from Planet Earth, which is set for release on the 11th of November via Extra Mile Recordings. But to kick off today's podcast, I'm going to start with their song, their recent single, Know the Score. Check it out and enjoy the show. How are you both? Good, thank you. We're very good. I'm trying to keep cool. Oh, how how are you finding it? This heat. How hot <laughs> is it where you are? It's scorching. Yes, yeah. it's speaking outside, um, and it's nice to be inside in this wee dark room. We're meant to I ro- do- Sorry, we're going to do a video today, and um, we're just kind of avoiding it because it's, it's just can't bear the heat. <laughs> so hot outside, and, and oh, in which video? Which video are you recording today? For a single called um, All We Need Is Sanctuary, which is the next single. The next single. 
because you've released um, Know the Score, haven't you? I watched the video for that one. Where was that filmed? It's around my hood um, in Ponder's End, Enfield. Oh, okay. yeah, I was thinking that looks familiar. Oh, I've yeah. Wandered, I've wandered around there when drunk on a few occasions. Um, yeah. But we will not focus on that. It's all about <laughs> you. I used to live um, I used to live down south. Um, oh, okay. And then one of my mates, he was at uh, Middlesex University, so he was in Enfield. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's not there anymore. Yeah, it used to be pretty cool when the university was there. Yeah, yeah, flats now thanks to gentrification. Oh, really? Oh, well, I used to live in Brixton, um, so I know all about gentrification around there, and also East London as well. And it's exactly. it's just it sucks the soul out, doesn't it? Well, that's what the next single's about, funnily enough, as well. So, oh, really? Actually, well, yeah, I was forced to leave London. Uh, because I couldn't afford to rent and I moved out of the city to somewhere cheaper. Uh, and I wrote the single about that journey from the city to countryside. Whereabouts are you now then? I'm in a, a, a village called Stansted Abbots. I'm outside of it. Oh, okay. And what's it like there? It's, um, it's kind of a combination of amazing um, to have come from a city where I couldn't breathe and neighbours that wouldn't let me play music, but it's also kind of harder because we don't drive and it's fields and stuff all around us and we can walk to get to the village and then uh, there's no shops and that kind of stuff. <laughs> so you have to be a bit more self-sufficient. You've almost um, kind of alluded to the fact that you're almost kind of, what's the word, um, set free in a way of the whims of transport for a moment. Well, it was, and I actually moved at the end of the first lockdown, and it, yeah, I mean, it was amazing. The place was so shut down at this point. It, people said it was like a hundred years ago, round yeah. here. It's come back. This planes and cars, and we're quite near a road. But at the time, there was nothing. It was just red kites swooping down and buzzards swooping around the old cottage. You know, so <laughs> it was amazing. But it is the winter was bleak as hell. Yeah, we had a good winter, didn't we? In that after the the kind of the first year of COVID, that that I don't know how it was for you down south, but up north in Sheffield and the outer areas, we had amazing snow for like a couple of months. It was great. And then last year it went back to being crap again as usual. But I mean, um, you know, swings and roundabouts. But what was it like down there? Was it snowy and all sorts? Was it? But I remember you being freezing. It was freezing. We don't have, uh, you know, like when you move in and you get a report saying whether the heating's okay in the place. Well, it wasn't. It was mm. like we knew that it just wasn't okay. They've not done enough. It's um, it's cold and it's old. It's an old cottage and it was it's not up to that standard it should be for heating. If we just froze and Baz was giving me DIY tips to go around plugging in all the <laughs> the drafts that were hurtling about. And <laughs> so, I mean, I haven't really got into any of this before. So all, all of that and a fire, we have to use the fire. The storage heaters don't heat the place. <laughs> I thought you meant there was an actual fire. <laughs> no, no there's, a, there's an open fire um, in the, it's just a wee cottage and it was run down. Oh, and, amazing. and so yeah. it's like great and then unremittingly hard. <laughs> Uh, and now nice again in the summer but it's scorching outside yeah. the fields and the grass is all absolutely scorched. i've never seen it like that i've never seen it like that we had all the wildfires up here just across the road from me we had three houses burned down when we had the hottest day of the year it's crazy but i mean 
it was you've just had like loads of kids just going out and bored, just kind of starting fires in fields. <laughs> Little pyromaniacs. But um yeah. Different folks, different strokes, I guess. But anyways, let's forget the kids with their aerosol cans trying to start fires up here or down in Bushy Park in London as they did yesterday. Um let's talk about your next studio album, which is your third one, isn't it? Um Songs from Planet Earth. It's quite apt, isn't it, that title right now? Well, yeah. Yeah. Just thinking about things. I like to try and write about the world that, that we're in and our, our experience. And it's not like some kind of polemic uh, that we're trying to do, put, put that to music, where we're just trying to express what it is like to be alive now. Yes. It's like a raving, raging hellstorm. Um, isn't it? It's it's, um, it's a bit crap at times. Um, cost of a living, you've got... Yeah, we just come up with a pandemic. We hit a war then. <laughs> cost of living's through the roof. No one can afford the winter that's coming up. So people... Yeah, it is extreme and like a catastrophe movie that we're in for the yeah. last... And we're, yeah. stuck with, we're stuck with a government that can't <laughs> cope or care or help you really should do a song called bring down the government you know <laughs> well that that, that almost <laughs> works <laughs> um but then um technically i mean if we if you kind of i say if we like i'm joining in joining in the collective riot here um but like um if we did actually protest it would be technically illegal now wouldn't it because they snuck through the legislation on that in recent months, didn't they? While everyone else was being blindsided by energy cap rises, um, and then it's they've had a it's been a spectacular year to be a human, but especially a woman. Um, whether it's obviously you're kind of you do focus a lot on violence against women, which will kind of I'll let you talk more about that in a moment because as women you'll know far more than myself, um, and. Then we've also had the Roe versus Wade in the US and the kind of the removal of abortion references uh, in the recent document by our um, possible next prime minister, hopefully temporarily, Liz Truss. Um, and yeah, it's, it just seems like it's a bit of a, a terrible time to be a woman even more so even though we're supposedly in a world where um there is equality in human rights and um fair opportunities and all of that kind of stuff and it's it's not really is it i think it's kind of just this superfluous cling film rap which they've kind of like just covered everything up and said it's all okay but it's it's crap really you can't i mean that's the message even with our second album my war is your war you know, we were there with the red flags. We could. See I watched the, the video for that just before, actually. Yeah. With the warning signs. People thought we were crazy. What we're we going on about? But it's like you can see, you can never afford to be complacent. You know, you think everything's equal and everything's fine, and but it, you know, we could see the warning signs. Well, and, well yeah, because that Brexit was coming, and all, yeah. all, all of that at the time was what we were concerned about. And on, on the first album, we've got a song called "Are We Sexy Enough." Um which was about the kind of contradictions of growing up, having to actually be sexy and appeal to men and at the same time, 
Well, yeah, I mean, we, we, it's we, dangerous as, as females. It's dangerous. The mixed yeah. message was don't be sexy and attractive. Yeah. You can't afford to be sexy and attractive. Yeah, it's not about not seeking validation, isn't it? But it's also a kind of a riposte to the sexualization of women. Yeah, we had to. You have to walk that line because you get on in society if you are. Yeah, you got on in the music industry if you are. We had music people, age, um, R A and R, actually telling us to to make things more sexy, to be we more did. sexy. It um, was she was she song. was a woman, A and R. Yeah, and it was for a Domino publishing company, and she asked us. That was that was what she was saying to us that we needed to be more sexy. And we then we would purr and meow at random points just to yeah, just kind of go right. meow. <laughs> we did. <laughs> <laughs> we, we put that song instead, and we played it to her at a gig, and she got it. But you know, that's why we are where we're at because we've never really done that. So I mean. It's 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 pretty obvious though, isn't it? I mean, just listen to just a couple of your songs, and um, I would say it is uncompromising, um, and it is politically charged rock, punk, agit, pop music, and it's like I, d- I hate putting things in specific genres. Maybe it's growing up as a person of color and just seeing like. Um, music that happened to be made by black people just shoved in a category called urban i hate labels but like um yeah you do music that is kind of not going against the grain but kind of um putting a megaphone to your feelings of disdain and disgust really poet and i didn't know it yeah And and so after depressing you at the beginning of today's um, conversation with the despair in the world, now we've just broken down your music in a nutshell. Did you want me? Put you on that yeah. <laughs> because it's a good line. No, I mean it is it is genre defying, and that's where we struggle as well because you know we can't get on certain bills because we're not hardcore enough or we're not pop enough. Well, or we're, we're not, not genre specific. Enough, we're not metal enough. So that's you know that's kind of. But goes we do we it. do use um, elements of the these things we want to we want to express ourselves yeah as as musicians we're not like we're following you know tooth and you know to the letter what you have to do to be hardcore or to be punk or to be indie yeah when they come and see it people what sorry you broke up a bit there people don't have a problem live with what Mm. genre you know well the thing is you just you two ladies that um creative artists that are um, making music about things that impact you and that matter to you and that you feel you have a voice and an opinion on and it doesn't matter whether it's inspired by a specific genre or anything it's just merely the vessel for the message isn't it the music matters too you know we are musicians primarily yeah I mean because you're a guitarist right and then, um, um, is it, how do you pronounce, is it Vaz? Vaz, Vaz, Vaz. Okay, and, it, it, and obviously you play the, the drums. Oh, yeah. I, I'd, seen, I'd seen one of the photos of, um, on, on your, um, it was on your Twitter, of you kind of just sat there at the drums, it's like a, a woman on a mission. I'm just like, I'm not going to mess with her, she'll just yeah, batter well, me with percussion. She's formidable, and it is quite a percussive drumming style. It's not just some mm. kind of backbeat at the back of it. It's an interplay between us as a duo. You know, it's not just a band with a singer and the lyrics. 
on I top. Had, I had cramp the other day and I said to my mom, I've got a bit of cramp on my on my calf. And she says, try and play them a bit gentle. I said, well, you either have to bash them or not. I mean, I'm not, I can't play the drums. And there's more gentle. You can only play the way you play or what's in you. I always wanted to play drums because I, I wanted to hit them hard, you know. Hmm. Uh, and maybe that was because I was always told I shouldn't play the drums. I mean, it's great nowadays. You see so many girls, so many women in the industry, up and coming young girls that are fantastic. But as we were growing up, all we had was obstacles. Our parents didn't want us to play music. Uh, our schools didn't provide music. I mean, it was another, it was another world. More discouragement, yeah. isn't it? We had to fight more and scream more and shout more. And we Make love it. it. I yeah. love it. It yeah. is, it is so actually that's what's when us. you feel alive. And I feel who I actually really am when I'm playing specifically with Baz and playing live and reenacting the songs every time. It's always fresh, but it's just that that's me. And people don't see you for who you are. I mean, we walk into a venue and they go, oh, okay. Well, ho -hum. you know, where's the band? <laughs> or either where's the band or it's going to be a kind of okay night. And at the end of the night, uh -uh, they're talking to us like, Okay, we get it now. So it doesn't maybe come across when they just, <laughs> hi, how are you? <laughs> and then we're like, oh! <laughs> our first impressions thing, isn't it? And then the kind of reduction of people's appearances to what people expect of them. So that when you kind of actually are your truest self on the stage, then it, it does change perceptions. And, and that's kind of what it's about, isn't it? It's about smashing those perceptions and boundaries and... Yeah. yeah so we're looking forward to we've actually got we're coming to sheffield for the first time we haven't played sheffield before have we so we're yep. looking forward this is our first proper uk tour so we're hoping to... it's next week isn't it 18th yeah, yeah, 18th, uh... yeah so you're at hull uh, huddersfield sorry the uh night before then hull the day afterwards aren't you so then kind of it's like they're the bread and then Sheffield's like the awesome, delicious filling. <laughs> we, we kind of have to say that because obviously South Yorkshire and Yorkshire and so on. But um, yeah, God's own county. We're the best in the middle. But um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be good. So you've never done corporation before then? Oh, what's it like? What should we expect? I used when I was younger, Corporation was like the right of one of the right of passage clubs that would go to when I was younger. And they used to play all sorts of different music. They had some great nights. Um, I left Sheffield when I was twenty, and then came back when I was like <laughs> twenty-one, thirty-six, and um, yeah, I kind of came back, and then obviously COVID happened. Um, it was twenty twenty when I came back, and everything changed. But I mean. Corp is one of those places that's just managed to survive whatever's happened and changed around it. But it's always been a... I hate the term, like, alternative music venue, but it's it's played the music from loads of different genres which aren't necessarily pop music, but it's managed to maintain, like, a very eclectic group of people that can go there across a number of nights. So I've always found it to be... A very decent spot, do you know what I mean? I like it, it's a cool place and it's like there's not so many clubs to go to in the city anymore, so for me, Corporation is that familiarity but it's also a place I know I could walk in on my own and make 40 friends in a night. Oh, 
Maybe it's just because I just talk to people and they're just like kind of oh, I better befriend this guy. It's a bit weird. He'll bugger off. But you know, <laughs> no. But it's it's it's. No, it's one of the places in Sheffield I've never ever seen any trouble, never problems or anything like that, and I, and I like that. And and everyone's so themselves. Yeah. So, yeah, I hope you like it when you come. And um, there's some really cool places around there as well. So if you do get the chance, have a wander around. It is yeah. cool. So you've been together since 2013, right? Yeah, that's what we did. Uh, yeah, we got together then and, and we did record the first album then, but it took us to 2016. <laughs> and how come? We, we, we formed the band and thought, let's not hang around, let's immediately get in and record, but we couldn't afford to mix it. We recorded it uh, in Wales with Rob Ellis, and then that had probably 10 days and we, we ran out of money. And we knew Mark Freegard in Glasgow and he he mixed it for us very very slowly track by track as we could afford to pay him ah. so by 2016 we were ready to go <laughs> and we put it out and people were said it's just really the soundtrack to 2016 and we were like hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing wrong with that, <laughs> is that i mean you had quite a few people that liked it though didn't you yeah. louder than war q magazine radio x john kennedy and uh, frank turner so that's very very short one of of cds we didn't have what the next few albums have had. We didn't have a label, and we didn't couldn't afford to manufacture vinyl or anything. Yeah, now you have extra mile recordings, right? Yeah. How's that going there then? They're great. They're great. They're down to earth. They are like a family. Everybody in the band, everybody on the label is quite different, but they're mm. all all good good musicians, and they just don't have a lot of money but they give you a lot of um support they helped us make the album and they put out the vinyl and they help us try and get on shows they do stages at festivals and that helps you get on they did kendall calling festival recently and we played that up in cumbria they're just a really helpful and you can talk to them about what it is that you're you're doing and they help you do the campaign yeah it's like a modern way of you know they help you with the online thing no that's good i think because uh, the thing is it just affords you the opportunity to just focus on what it is that you actually want to be doing which is the music and performing it and we that do will... the, we do the online as well but um, I, they... I know you do <laughs> it's like we, we would get off it yeah, <laughs> yeah. On, someone's driving the other person's going <laughs> But that that that's the thing. I mean, there's nothing wrong with engaging. I think the engaging element is absolutely fine. And we, we've just we've just met you, and it is brilliant for engaging with that. And it used to be great for engaging across Europe and setting up tour dates and stuff like that. Now we're a bit like, oh god, that's going to be a bit more expensive and all the rest of it. But the, the internet, absolutely. What do you mean? Brexit sorted everything out. I mean, Boris got it done. I don't know what he got done. Well, I do, but it's um, it's pre-watershed at the moment, so I can't go into details. But um, I mean, I, I don't know what he got done exactly, but he got it done apparently. So I'm taking it at face value. He got it done, and um, it, it's great. Life's better. He got the, he got the pandemic done. As we well. used to be able to get in the car. <laughs> We've been now getting in the car, just driving over to Belgium because we got quite a lot of 
contacts in Belgium and friends in Belgium and France and could have done a few gigs over the weekend, no problem now. Got Papa Kane. I mean, there's a band on in The Guardian yesterday, I can't remember which band it was, was saying what hassle they'd had trying to find the customs and how many hours it took them to get It's from. the equipment, the merch. Yes. Nonsense. And it's hard for us to get things out of the country, but then other artists coming into this country, it's a bureaucratic nightmare. Apparently, actually, that was, that was one of the points. They were like, they had to weigh their equipment without them and the equipment with them, up on them how much they weigh with the guitar on and with the guitar. I mean, it's really crazy, stupid things like that. Yeah. I think they're punishing oh, us. I think they are punishing. <laughs> you wanted Brexit, here you go. Them. <laughs> yeah. So while we're speaking about you being punished, you're touring with War on Women. <laughs> Obviously, they're not the punishment, it's just the title. Um, how's how's that been going? Well, yeah, I, I, it starts on the 16th, actually, doesn't it? I lie. I'm really looking forward to it. It's um, quite exciting. But yeah, it hasn't started yet, but I'm sure... Because be. there's like 10 dates and there's like one day off, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it seems quite to us, but that's great. We want to do it and see if we're alive. Well, no, you, you get two days off. You get the 22nd and then you get the 25th. So there you are. I've, I've just... I've given you a free day. Trying to put in something for... Yeah, no, it's, it's great. The thing is, it's just... Um, we're doing it on the, the edge. It's, yeah. it's, an, it's a car. Uh, we haven't got car. a driver or a crew. It's just us it's two, just the two of us. Car. We load in and out all our gear. We She drives and I don't. Um, so I'm like trying to help her with the route and doing the social media. Yeah. But it's, you know, we don't have air conditioning in, in a heat wave. <laughs> we, you get, <laughs> we barely managed to make ends meet with accommodation and petrol. It doesn't really, in fact. Yeah. So it's quite on the edge. <laughs> But, but we're going to be playing our songs. But we're, we're doing it, doing, you know, playing venues that we haven't played before. So we're meeting people, we're playing them the album, and you know, on the plus side, fuel's coming down in fuel's coming down in increments. So technically, your journey on your tour will be slightly cheaper than it would have been two or three weeks ago. So uh, considerably cheaper, actually, because um, so I mean that that's that's a bit of a. A bit of positiveness there for you. So we've got to take what we can get, ladies. We've got to take what we can get right now. <laughs> so um tell me about this this album then. So obviously we've kind of got the the it, that comes out when is it when is it due to release? Eleventh of November. And obviously what I'm gonna do is uh I will put a link into the podcast so people can, you know, go and check out the um, well, go and like preload it because you can preload it on Apple Music right now, which I did yesterday. Um, and you can do it on the likes of Spotify and all of the other services as well. But I take it will be for sale on Bandcamp as well. The link fire thing, whatever it's called. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'll do is I'll I'll put that link in. Um, the link a link tree, isn't it? Yeah, I'll put your Linktree link in, but I'd recommend everybody kind of goes and buys it off Bandcamp on Bandcamp Friday, so then you get 100% of the proceeds and have to pay no royalties, you know. It's all about supporting, um, I won't say the little people, because that sounds demeaning, but we are the little people, collectively. Thank you. Oh, no worries. It's That's what it's all about, isn't it? So, um, the when you recorded this album, um, you did it again with... Did you do this... Which who did produce this one? Us. First that time. You... Oh right, how was that experience? <laughs> it's 
still, we're still um, dealing with it. It was quite hard. We're still dealing with it. It sounds like you're in counselling. <laughs> I know, I know. It feels like that we're, this morning when we're sat having a coffee, we're still going over how we, how we did it and how we can, if we can do it again ourselves. It's the learning process, isn't it? I mean, the first two albums we had Rob on board and we learned so much. We did. Um, but this time around, we wanted to do it ourselves because we have got a lot of ideas. And, and it's we know cheaper. We wanna, yeah, but but cheaper. we wanted artistically to see if we, we could. But we, the engineer uh, was a woman. So it was just three of us. And she was she's a really good engineer. And she owns her studio on a farm. Okay. Uh, Izzy Clark at Grange Farm Studios. Uh, is that where is it? Grange there? Farm in um, Wisbeach, sort of Cambridge. Uh, okay. And she stepped up and helped us, but yeah. we'd already got the kind of production type ideas like harmonies and things like that. And she helped add things as well. But it's the getting the initial performance when you yourself are working really hard and you're playing to have the distance to go, no, that's not good enough. Or let's try that a little faster or let's try that harder. To be the producer of yourself is hard. Because you're like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, we've done it. <laughs> No, but I've also you're, you're limited with time as well. Obviously, time. When, uh, look at the time; it was fantastic. It was a great experience, just the three of us. But well, we know. can hear how it could be better. Uh, but then you have time to process, to process and listen back, and you think, "Oh, we could have done that a bit better. We could have done that a bit." But it's always the case. It's time management yeah. as well. We were saying this morning: you get up in the morning and we do who does what. It's like, so you're doing that, you're editing that, you're setting up. We, you know, we're we're just trying to see how we can get it better. Yeah, it's about not being self-critical, but kind of um, positively critical about the actual process and about how things need to be adjusted or levels need to be changed or how things can seeg in or seeg out. And it's like, how do you separate yourself from the artist and then kind of become the person that is about refining it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also within the limitations of time and yeah technology you know. and um resource and and but the thing is it's i mean thankfully we're we're in a we're in a kind of a i say a stage of human evolution um whereby we kind of have such wonderful technology that's available to us and we can do so much with and we kind of don't really um really push to its extent as much as we can because we don't really realize the limitations or the lack of limitations there and it's um it's taking the time to understand and learn how those different things work isn't it so i mean and a lot of people go for this um taking ages now at home with your phone and we didn't do that uh what we did is for all three albums we've done the old school method we've gone residential for a limited time so that you really good equipment and you want the expertise of Rob Ellis or, mm-hmm. or your owner. and a good live drum sound as and well. a good live drum sound because we are not a band that works with like you know process pro, uh, program drums so if you want that live old yeah. school studio, that's great but you don't you can't afford that so so you can sit at home and learn your your equipment and learn your laptop and learn your logic pro or what have you and you can spend all year at that and people are getting good at that we go in and we've got 10 days so you're going for the we're trying to get the the sounds but there will be the flaws because it has to stop and people stop they say there's no deadline i'll keep going and then you're getting perfect so we're not getting perfect because we have to stop (laughs) at 10 days one track a day 10 days done but then it's like 
then it's an exercise in managing the time effectively, isn't it? Which is a skill in of itself. So it's like, it's kind of the point there's... (coughs) Creatively, as an artist, it's like when you're doing something, you're like, right, we've got 10 days to do this. And sometimes you've just got to go, do you know what? We nailed that the first time. Let's move on. And that's just how it has to be. You've got to be willing to let that moment go and then shift on to the next, haven't you? So... You do, and then also you have to recognise when you've not captured it, and you, 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 it's not good enough, and you've got to do it again. I interviewed this wonderful Scottish band uh, earlier this year, uh, Walt Disco, they're called, and they're fantastic. They pretty much record well. They recorded, I think, ninety percent of their current album at home during lockdown, and you should hear how good it sounds considering like they didn't really have the acoustic range of open spaces or a lot of this stuff and it's it's brilliant what they managed to do with the limitations at the time it's possible is it live drums that that, that they do because that's our problem i think they did i think what they did is they had so the the 90 percent was everything else they recorded at home and then they kind of then used the remaining 10 percent of it to add in all of the other extras i did i spoke to him on an earlier podcast I'll have to. You'll have to check it out. Um, the link was in the tweet that you liked, and um, they kind of talk about their process behind that as well. It was. Qu- it's quite interesting, actually. That's the good thing about speaking to so many different people, different genres, and so on, um, because it doesn't matter if they're a big band or if they're a small band or if they're just starting out. It's. It's always interesting to just kind of hear how people have approached things and how they've done really well at some things and how they've really struggled with the other stuff because that's the reality that often gets glossed over and we go oh this is a great creative process we did this i learned from this and we walked through this wonderful street and it was great and then sometimes it's like do you know what that day was really shit and we like (laughs) we struggled here and we had to walk away for a little while but we're on a time limit and we had to come back in and pull ourselves together and it's it's overcoming adversity creatively isn't it Uh, part of the journey isn't it so the i was going to say actually you do have a guest appearance from deb goose from my bloody valentine um and she played on the single bring down the government which and i'm going to quote this line here it said a track which when released in june 2022 was met with the immediate resignation of boris johnson so thank you thank you both you did it you did it. He might not have got Brexit done, but you got Boris gone. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm not getting involved in the politics. But um, yeah, yeah. It was um, that was a great movement from you. He was the the straw that broke the camel's back. <laughs> so um, yeah. Um, we will. I'm gonna have to kind of jump off in a moment. But it's it's been absolutely wonderful talking to you two. And like I'll when the album comes out, I'll do a little tweet out and uh, say what I think about it. I'll be nice. And um <laughs> joking. And yeah, I I hope you have a fantastic tour as well. Enjoy every single minute of it and don't sweat the small stuff, the, the stress about the finances or the the travelling or all of that kind of stuff because ultimately you sometimes you've just got to shovel a bit of crap to get to the good stuff. Do you know what I mean? And it's it's crushing the coal to make the diamonds, isn't it? That's the 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 journey for you lot. So 
yeah, do keep in touch and all the best with it. We'll see you in Sheffield. So 18th. I will try and get there. I can't promise it right now. The th- like, I got told about you two only a few days ago, so I was just like... Um, and it, what got me, it was it was the picture when you're like that, Roz, and you're right. in the background, but just kind of... And I was just thinking, well, right, these two are on a mission. And then it was... Um, <laughs> It was Defiant Pump Park, and then it referred to the the street candle vigils over, obviously, missing Sarah Everard and Zara Alina, who both sadly passed away. But there's also Awami Davis, who's missing at the moment as well, um, which isn't getting as much coverage as it probably should. I just had a, a feature today and get getting her ears, and the writer says what she found powerful about the say her name was it doesn't give you the name and that the names will keep coming and that this time next year there will be another name and that that is and she said that was terrifying and that that was the kind of the power in it but we, we've been playing it live and people have been singing it with us yeah uh, yeah it's the thing is it's people are always shocked when something like this happens for a moment we're shocked yeah. for a minute we're appalled for a moment and it's terrible and it's horrible and and then we move on because we don't really focus on these things and you in the press release uh, it notes that 53 uk women uh being killed in a case where a man's been suspected uh, or the principal suspect so far this year and that's at least and that's 53 women too many do you know what i mean and there's more than that and it's kind of it is an epidemic, but it's a historic one. It's a societally intrinsic one, and it you have to keep on shining the light on this stuff. Do you know what I mean? It's like, and I say that as a as a male, but like people need to, and we need to look out for each other in that sense, don't we? Without being all kind of maudlin and kind of me going, oh, I'm really dour and stuff. It's like basically just we need to look after people that are vulnerable, that are. Um, perceived to be weaker that all of them it doesn't matter however we look at it whatever label we need to look after everyone and it's bollocks when we don't and then we're appalled for a minute something at the end of Sarah Everard at the end of the last lockdown that we had in England the when Sarah Everard was trying to just go out and walk and meet a friend and when the police officer um abducted her and murdered her so brutally that that touched us because it seemed um we've all internalized the fact that we're vulnerable and that we are different and your mum we had conversations my mum was like yes but you do need to tell your daughter to not be out late at night to not walk home to take care you've got to tell your daughter that and I said okay but you've also got to tell your son that he can't be doing or in any way keeping this culture going with his friends where, where, where we are treated like this. But why is it okay for my brother to walk home late at night? He was allowed to. And it was explained to me, age 14, 15, your yeah. brother late at night, but you can't. And we've all just grown up almost accepting it now as like, this is the norm. This is as it is. It's the status quo. It's different for guys. Yeah, it's uh, time to get rid of it, isn't it? It's got to change. So that's an absolute cultural as well it's- as all institutions and the the page i mean it's just that we so that's why we're keeping on singing about it because it, that has to change and for years we've been thinking yeah 
<laughs> I wouldn't come home at four in the morning. I wouldn't walk through the park. And then we made our video. To, we were out in the streets dancing in our video, and there were people watching us clapping. There were boys <laughs> clapping. Yeah. We, you know, you need to get what we're doing here. We're in the street. We're going under an underpass. And we're <laughs> well. It's yeah. It. I mean, it's sad that we even have to kind of say that this is your safe space or this isn't your safe space. And that's kind of why I said perceived weakness. It's nope. the, it's the reduction that society likes to or the establishment kind of, which sounds like I'm some um, conspiracy theorist or something or tinfoil hat wearer. But it's just as a person. It's um, we kind of. Um, seemingly have this cycle perpetuated that something is less than the other when it yeah. isn't and it's um, it it's important to keep putting that message in your music I mean there was, there was yeah <laughs> I mean I would definitely not take on someone in a fight like somebody else would I'm not strong but on the other hand why, why is someone coming at me exactly exactly it's kind of you you tend to avoid those situations where possible where you know something's not right um but there's something wrong about that in the first place but that is that i hope that you're both safe um just in in general just in life um but then also on the tour and that you keep on passing on the good fight and the good message Thank you. Thanks, Chris. No worries, ladies. You take care. Have a wonderful afternoon, and I'll speak to you soon. Again, bye. Take care. Bye now. And that brings today's show to a close. Well, almost. I'd like to thank Roz and Vaz for their time and for sitting in a boiling, hot, sweltering room on a hot summer's day just to talk to me about their music and various other topics. I'm going to bring this episode to a close with... A song featuring a special guest appearance from Deb Googe of My Bloody Valentine fame, who plays bass on their previous single, Bring Down the Government. It was a track that when it was released, as we mentioned earlier, um, in June 2022, that was only a couple of months back, it was met with the immediate resignation of Boris Johnson. Talk about a song bringing about the end of a tumultuous reign. Anyways, enjoy this. It's Bring Down the Government. Catch you next time. Self isolation to keep you safe across the nation. No face to face. We are the virus. We are the plague No one to help us Until we say Bring down the government We're dead or tame We 
are the dream.